Hey guys, it's Chris, your number one ghost host. Greg, your Disney detective. Sam. <laughs> no. Hi guys, come on. Sam, your unofficial <laughs> Disney planner. And I'm Steph. She's my wife. That's her title. I want to get in trouble for that one. <laughs> there you go. Seamless production. <laughs> yeah, what's up, guys? It's been a well, week. Guys, welcome back. Thanks so much. Oh, see this guy? Thank He's always so still me. for being here. Oh. <gasps> That's all right. Well, hey, if you want to go, go for it. No, 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 no. Okay, go. cool. All right, well. <laughs> well, guys, welcome back. Thanks so much for joining us again. Uh, episode two of Quarantine, My Disney Addiction. So excited to talk about one particular aspect of the whole Disney realm. Because what, Chris, we've been doing this for over six months or so, and we have not talked about Pixar a whole lot. We have not. You are super leggy. Right? Oh, no. <laughs> so, Hopefully, here, I just won't move. Except for my, my yeah, legs, so. Yes, I think if you, if, so if you, you move too much, your, your camera can't keep up with what's going on. Um, I, I, I'm a super animated guy. It makes me really tough. Yeah, right. got to learn to curb that. Um, become more of a dud and hopeless and <laughs> depressing pessimist like me. And so, and my wife has to go get her kid. And if you guys don't know, this uh, little bundle of joy over here is Sam's daughter, Nora, my niece, my wife's niece. You can only see her eyes because that's all that apparently is there. And this is our daughter, who has a lot more hair than my niece. Yeah, she she doesn't have hair. They both look relatively grumpy. That's because they're <laughs> supposed to be sleeping. And uh, and this is my daughter. I call it Miss <laughs> Stitch. Has she gotten hey, any hi. stitches? Hello, my name is Stitch. That's pretty good stitch, man. I like that. Ohana means family. It's the uh, Disney addiction family here anyway. So, <laughs> hey guys, we just got to keep going here with some fun Disney stuff for you guys while you're in quarantine. You can watch us on YouTube, listen to us on wherever you find podcasts. But first thing is first, we had our March Marvel giveaway. And oh, yeah. we do have a winner that we are going to be announcing right now. We're super excited for Goldfish Palace winning a brand new that just came out this Sunday, today, Iron Man Funko Pop. So we are going to send that out and we are super happy that uh, Goldfish Palace that you like, follow us, subscribe, respond to a lot of things that we do. So hopefully you enjoy the fun Funko Pop. I was actually pretty jealous because I, <laughs> I don't know, I don't own any Funko Pops, but I love love the way they look i love the idea of them and i was kind of upset because i was like i should buy one for myself but i was like no no this is for the fans out there you can't just do that but i mean i guess i i paid for it so i could just buy myself one <laughs> <laughs> so um there cool thing yeah. we're all wearing individual vacation but anyway yeah so congrats, congrats to, goldfish, oh. to goldfish palace uh, thank you so much, and we're looking for more people to just, you know, be a part of this Disney community. We want to share more stuff with you, and hopefully down the road, we give out more giveaways. Uh, you will be the next winner. So keep subscribing, keep liking, keep commenting on our post. 
Exactly. So uh, we're all wearing our fun individual t-shirts. I am wearing Powerline. Heck yeah. Greg's got the My Disney Addiction logo going. Repping it hard. Oh yeah. Sam's representing an entirely different podcast. It doesn't say the name, but I do love that podcast. That's fine. We're totally, I'm totally cool with telling people to go listen to other podcasts because dude, there's a lot of Disney love to go around. So that is whose podcast, Sam? So it's WDW Radio with Lou Mangiello. Yeah, Lou Mangiello. <laughs> and then Stephanie, what are you wearing? My husband calls him La Mancello. I don't know why. La Mancello. <laughs> La Mancello. Yeah, it's a, it's a, okay, I know what it is. And Stephanie, what are you wearing? I'm wearing Beauty and a Beast shirt. I got that shirt for her down at Yep Quad. Yep. Experimental community prototype of tomorrow. Yes, yes. So today, you guys, we're going to be talking about something we haven't talked about in a long time, Greg. Like you said, we've been recording for about six months now. And wow, we, we, we've just like barely touched some of the things that Disney does. And we haven't even touched Pixar. And today we are going to uh, take a little poke at it, as it were. As if it were Stitch, I would poke it and then it would come back and attack me with a vengeance. Ah, ah, stop it. See, like it just happened. So careful, guys. Don't poke Stitch. Be wary. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so we're going to be doing our top five Disney, not Disney, <laughs> Disney in relation to Pixar movies. So um, all of us picked out our top five, and we're going to go from our five to number one, our ultimate. If we had to only watch one Pixar movie this year, it would be number one um so that's what we would go with so why don't we greg for the sake of respect and chivalry have one of us go first (laughs) you got it which how about rock paper scissors one ready wait wait we go and go right yes go we go and go okay one two three (laughs) it's one two three go okay ready okay one two (laughs) Three. Oh. We're gonna be here. For no. Yes. 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 I win. I win, Saga. Okay. So, uh, right, uh, in all fairness, though, we're, we're not gonna wrong. do that. We're not gonna do that. <laughs> we're gonna let one of the ladies go first here. Yeah. Because uh, I am somewhat chivalrous. I'm, even, I'm not even that cold, so I don't even know what that means. Um. So why don't we go ahead with? Um. Because I want to get brownie points. I'll let my wife go first. So. Your <laughs> beauty. <laughs> That's right, because these two are sisters, and my wife is more wise than Sam. Um, so number five, mine is going to have to be Brave. Brave? Why? Um, so I enjoy the movie. I like that it's set in Scotland. I love the music that goes throughout. I also love the dynamic between uh, Meredith's parents. They have a very just unique relationship that you don't see in a lot of- Oh, her dad is awesome. I love her dad. (laughs) He just pokes fun at the mom, her mom all the time. And it just, it's like a real couple. And I'm like, I love this. But the main reason Brave is my favorite, it's because when we went to go see Dane Cook, he told me I looked like her. So I have to put that in my top five. Yes, fair point. That's really cool. (laughs) Fun fact, we were in the front row and this was in LA at a, uh, a comedy, I think it's called the Comedy uh, Factory or Comedy Floor? Lab Factory. Lab Factory. And we were in the front row and like the stage, if I would have lift my feet up, I, my foot would be touching the stage. That's how close these things are. And so 
Dane Cook wasn't even supposed to be there that night. The main reason why we went is because they knew the producer of the Chappelle show, which I loved, um, is going to be like the main act. And so the show was done, but then the announcer came out and said, hey, we got a special guest here, it's Dane Cook. And you know, I was like, whoa, this guy was huge years ago. So I was like, yeah, let's go and watch him. So he made a joke about how, like, so we were with some other friends of ours. Uh, it's actually uh, Jake who works with us, Greg. And, oh, okay, uh, not Jake from State Farm. No, not no, Jake from State Farm. Surprisingly though, Jake from our work does wear khakis a lot. Um, hey, now that you mentioned he does. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but either way, but so we're in the front row. It was um, me in the aisle, Stephanie, uh, my friend Jack, our friend Jacqueline, and then her husband Jake. So we're all sitting there, and he makes a joke how we're, oh, look at you guys all look like America, and just like something like that, some funny joke. He's like, we There's got a couple biracial couples, and that's why he like started poking fun. Yeah. So, but he called Stephanie the princess from Brave, so that was pretty funny. He called you Aladdin. Oh, cool. He called me Aladdin. He did tell me that too. <laughs> that was pretty funny. So that's why he kind of has a little thing for Brave. Well, and she has a lot of red hair, and it's just wild. Yeah. So awesome. Uh, next, we will go to Samantha. All right. My number five is Inside Out. Inside Out. What? Solid pull. I get a lot of love, but I love that movie. I love how they explain, like, the different emotions and how, like, you, like, go through those emotions. And I love at the end how, like, it shows, like, with the balls, like, how you can have different emotions, like, how they kind of play together. And just, like, that transition into, like, young adolescence, like, I don't know. I think it was really well done. And... I don't know, it just, it was a movie that like made you think and like made you like process like, oh, like, yeah, like everyone goes through this, but like you don't really think about like what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I really did enjoy how they personified all of those emotions and yeah. the, and the casting. Oh, the casting? beautiful oh, yeah. casting. Oh, it's great. I mean, whenever you have somebody from Parks and Rec and The Office together, you know it's going to go well. There's two people from The Office. Yep. It's Mindy Kaling and... Um, oh, really? Mm-hmm. And Phyllis. Oh, dang. So, right. um, next we will go to Gregory. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I was not... Passing, I think, <laughs> in her swing. So, for me, my number five is going to be Coco. Coco? I love Coco, actually. Yes. So, that one was a very happy surprise for me when I saw it in the theaters. Um, I didn't know what to expect, frankly, but I loved the music. It was something a little bit different. I loved how they explained, you know, that uh, culture's version of like celebrating um, their ancestors that have passed and how um, um, his name is Miguel, right? The main character. Yeah. Yeah. How he sort of was transported into the land of the dead. And they did such a great job. I love the um, those like like the flower animation. It sort of mm -hmm. reminded me a little bit of Moana, but it was really cool, like the fiery leaves and the flowers. And at the end, when Miguel sang "Remember Me" to Coco, I almost shed a tear. It was it was very very moving, very very well done. So funny story about that movie. Me okay. and Stephanie and my oldest daughter Madeline, we were watching. Um, Coco at our house and because it had just come on Netflix yeah so we've never seen it we're like okay let's watch it with her and you know we ended up going over to Sam's house and so like her and her husband invited some people over to watch some you know hang out have some dinner whatever so we we paused the movie halfway through we went over there and I was like you know we'll turn on the rest of the movie we'll watch it here I had never seen this movie mind you 
And so during the one scene that what's his name? What's the dad's name? What's the guy's name? Hector. Hector. He uh Hector. Hector. He see he's doing this like it's an old it's like a flashback of when he sings uh Remember Me to his daughter who was about my daughter's age at the time this movie came out like two years old. And she was and he's singing like Remember Me even though I you know have to say goodbye Remember Me uh something about. Don't let him make you cry. Don't let him make you cry. <laughs> but something about that. And so like, I had never seen this guy look, the daughter looked just like Maddie, like light brown skin, like very, very light, almost like you could, could be white potentially, like black hair, you know, ponytails and it reminded me of my daughter and that song just started playing and I just started cheering up out of nowhere and <laughs> Sam and Nick, my wife, our friends, Chris and Rachel are there and they just stop what they're doing. They're like, are you crying? I'm like, no. <laughs> No. Uh, no, you're crying. <laughs> yeah. And then I even asked, I'm like, I need a tissue. I'm crying. Uh, that's a good story. Very sweet. I like that. I know. So, it's just the the power of Disney or Pixar songs or animation to you know bring forth that that emotion within you. It's 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 priceless. It, it's really great. Have you seen the? Um, it's like a celebration of the music from Coco. It's on Disney Plus. It's like live. No. Not yet. Check it out. They sing the okay. movie. All right. It's on my list. Great. I watch oh, it. That's so cool. All right. Awesome. So, then Chris, it's yeah. your turn, man. My number five. But no, um, Moana was that was Disney though. That wasn't Pixar. That, that was not Pixar. correct. That was not Pixar. Correct. Yeah, yeah. That was that's why when you said Moana, I'm like, no, wait a minute, what? <laughs> it reminded me of Moana. <laughs> so this came out, and I'm not too sure if this is actually Disney. But on Wikipedia, it's, it's Disney. And if you know it's on Wikipedia, it's true. Um, but the one that I had was Onward as number five. Oh, it's Pixar. Yeah, it's Pixar. I, okay, I haven't seen that one yet. I actually really like, I love the idea of the relationship that two brothers have, but they did it in a way that was very different than Anna and Elsa, where Onward had the big brother almost acting as like that surrogate dad to the younger brother. and. The younger brother realizes like, oh, I had somebody in my life that was giving me all these things that I wanted from a dad. You know, somebody that would catch the ball with me, somebody that would teach me how to ride a bike. And it's like that idea of like, whoa, you, and I have a younger brother and sister and my mom tells me this all the time, especially when I was like in my young, early twenties, she was like, you don't realize how much you mean to your younger siblings. And I remember telling Stephanie that, and it's like your younger siblings look up to you so much and you have no idea how much they idolize you. Um, so when I watched the movie, I thought that was really good. I thought there was a lot of funny stuff that happened in the movie. My favorite thing is Chris Pratt's character. The amount of D&D and Pathfinder, if anybody doesn't know, those are tabletop RPGs. If you've never played them, like, okay, I'll, I'll calm down. Wife, <laughs> yes, yeah, simmer, simmer. <laughs> me and my wife have played some of them, so some of the references that he's saying, I'm like, I get that, and that's hysterical, and I love that it seemed like they made Chris Pratt possibly like really understand like this is that person's personality they love that style of gameplay and it really transitioned well like how they played the funny stuff off um yeah so i thought it was actually really good um it was not a musical um by any means which is very wondering about that yeah but there were a lot of funny moments in the movie that I really, really liked. So I really like Onward. I would put that at my number five right now. That's probably beaten a lot of mine, surprisingly. I actually so. just watched Onward today. What'd you think? Oh, 
Um, so the first time I didn't care for it, like, I don't know, it just didn't grab my attention, but I'm also like, cause I watch with my kids. So like I'm doing five other things at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it kind of hard to like watch a movie, but I did like it a little more the second time. It's not my favorite, but I did enjoy it. Yeah. I think I like, um, well, that's how it is too. Like when I watched Moana, I did not like it at first. And the same thing with Coco. And, but after I've watched it, like, five or 25 times <laughs> in a day well because my daughter when she sees a movie and she likes it she gets hooked on it and it's like we're watching this movie at least two or three times a day like right now we're stuck mm. on big hero six for like ever hey um but and is that pixar or is that disney it's disney so i think yeah i just really liked onward and it's just very interesting like i've watched it like two or three times now and it's like i the reason why i liked it when i first started off i still continue to like it for those same reasons Wait, so, sorry, I didn't think. Technically, isn't Big Hero 6 Marvel? Yeah, mm -hmm. kind of. Technically. If Stan Lee had this idea for... No, it's a comic. It was based on... It is a comic. comic. It is a comic. Oh. I don't know if it's considered Marvel, it's but... It's not considered Marvel, but it is a Marvel, technically. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. Whatever, don't worry about it. But, um, so, that's my, uh, number five. So, let us go to Stephanie. What is your number... What? Four. Well, we're trying to make, not make this super long because it was long when me and Greg just did our top fives. Right? Yes. We can. We. All right. My number four is Inside Out. Um, for a lot of the same reasons Sam does. As someone who has a background in psychology, I really appreciate it that way. I think it allows, um, you know, especially school counselors, which is what I do, to be able to explain emotions and things like that to younger kids and have them be able to understand it in a different way because of what they did with Inside Out. Obviously, I love the characters in it. Um, and it's just, it's a, it's just a really good movie, the way that they progress it, all the things that Sam said, um, and just the emotions that are drawn from it. Right, so my number four is Monsters, Inc. Ooh. I love that movie. It's just Classic Pixar. And I wish I could go on the Monsters, Inc. ride. I forget which park it's at, but I want to go on it. That's in Tokyo. It's in Tokyo? I want to go on it. But Wait, I just, they, have, they have a ride like that? It's a they dark have a Monsters, Inc. ride. Yep. Yep, it's, a yeah, it's a dark ride. You yeah. go through like a flashlight and try to find Boo. What? Let me, That's I'm awesome. I'm going to double check. Cool. Okay, I thought it was like, Tokyo. When, yeah, because when you first said that, I thought, oh, th this is the laugh floor at, at Tomorrowland. In, Which in I love. Kingdom, but, by the way. but they have one abroad? Yeah, so yeah. That's so cool. But anyways, I, I love it. I love seeing, like, Sully take on that, like, that nurturing care, like, for Boo. And so, it's funny. And it's, like, the perfect mixture of, like, a, like, a movie, like, parents can relate to. Like, seeing yeah. that relationship. Between like, silly, but it's also something fun for the kids. We're like, all these silly things happen. Yeah, that I like that for that reason. It, it does grow. So like, you can watch it as a young kid and enjoy it. And then now as a parent seeing that transition and then realizing that Boo is probably two and a half, three. Yeah, which is like the same age as like our older kids. Yeah. So it's been, it's kind of like, oh, that's a realistic depiction of a toddler. Yeah. Yes. So, to answer the question here, we have Monsters, Inc., Mike, and Sully to the rescue in California. We have Monsters, Inc., Ride and Go See in Tokyo. That's the one I want to go on. That and, is cool. and there's the Laugh Floor in um, Florida. I do love the Laugh Floor, but I'm very sad that I can never be that guy that has to buy everyone churros at the end. Right. Life goals. Life goals. <laughs> 
So, all right, Gregor. All right. Yes, for me, my number four is it has to be Finding Nemo. Yes. So there are other there are three other ones. Of course, we'll get to that. You know, are a little bit more um, nostalgic or just hit the mark for me. But for Finding Nemo, I. I'm a huge water guy. I love fish. I love being by the water, in the water. So this movie definitely spoke to me. It's very tropical. And uh, growing up, uh, my my family, so it's seven people, you know, two parents, five boys. And some people had some allergies to dogs, cats. So we couldn't really have those kind of pets around. So my dad opted for saltwater fish. And so growing up, we would always have an aquarium. We would always have like the really cool, bright colored fish. And we had a Mickey scuba guy that would go up and down in the aquarium. It was a, it was a ton of fun. And I think I've told Chris this before, but at one point in time, we did have the full cast of Finding Nemo. So that was really, really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the movie, it, it spoke volumes to, to my, my family and, um, not to mention the scoring of the movie. I think it felt very, it was just a really good um, way how they depicted, I think, that kind of movie. It was it was very like tropical or it was like as if you were hearing something underwater. So I, I cannot give Thomas Newman more credit. He's the guy who composed the Finding Nemo score. Um, but of course the cast was great. I think my favorite character in that movie um, is Dory. I think she steals the show. Um, she definitely made me want to rewatch it as I was a kid, and um, yeah, it's it, it's amazing that it, I think it, it came out what it's like 18, 17 years ago. Time has oh definitely flown by. Yeah, that was crazy. A long time ago. Dang, that makes you feel. Bad. I right because I, okay, I remember that I was in middle school basketball practice, and I could not wait to get home that night because my mom bought Finding Nemo at Target. I was like, I cannot wait to watch this at home. And I'm, I'm like, you know, doing layups as like a sixth grader. I'm like, oh yeah, Finding Nemo, cannot wait. So that's one of my memories. That's so funny. Finding Nemo. Okay, so that came out May 30th of 2003. Wow, almost 17 years ago. Yep. Yep. Crazy. All right, Chris, what's your number four? My number four is Brave, actually. Okay. I actually really like Brave. I think the characters, I think the mom and daughter interaction is great. I think the dad is hysterical. Um, the evil, like not even evil witch, the witch in the movie <laughs> is funny. Um, I love the brothers. The brothers are great. Oh, the triplets? Yeah. And um, I will admit, like, when you see the evil bear, it's pretty intense. He's a pretty scary uh, bear. Mordu. Have you seen the short of The Legends of Mordu? What? what about what? Have you seen the short The Legend of Mordu? No. Okay, I haven't seen it either. It's on Netflix. I saw it the other day. And okay. I've been like, trying to watch it. It's <laughs> on Disney Plus. Just kidding. So, it was very good. I enjoyed uh, the movie. The music I thought was great. I love the sound of it. Um, I don't know. I think all of it was just, I think it was really well done. So I just, it was amazing. So, all right, here. So, hold on. We got a, <laughs> an angry little one here. All right. We got a hinge. She wants mommy. Yeah. All right. And then, Stephanie, what was your number three? Up. Oh, we're skipping. 
Wait, yeah. that was. Wait, that... no, we're good. We're good. Yeah, that's yeah, we're good. three. We're good. Sorry. Okay. okay. Um, you I love. Uh, I love Michael Giacchino though as a composer. So I think that's uh, a lot of what I like is because of the music and the story that the music tells. Like I love just listening to the soundtrack for it. But also the story of Ellie and Carl, just it's, it's just so romantic and sweet and just heartbreaking all at the same time. Um, and then just to see like the progression of, um, you know, Carl as he goes throughout um, the story and just, you know, him getting his happy ending, just looking a little bit different than what he expected. Yeah. yeah. I don't think much of that movie. But... We'll talk more on that later. <laughs> meh. It was meh. It was <laughs> the beginning part of the movie. Nah. Stop! It's so sad. It touches like all these like super deep things. Like I seriously too. I, it's like I a just, roller coaster. It's a roller coaster. Yeah, I, I will admit there was a there's a like a, a thing on YouTube. I think it's called like it's like try to watch these Disney scenes without crying, and one of them is the up first three minutes of up. But uh, I mean. I personally didn't like the movie at all, um, but I mean, I would say the first few minutes, Disney knows how to do it in a way where it's like, pull you in and they've literally got you sucked into their life. Like you, like, it's like, that's essentially family that just died. That's not cool, man. Um, but yeah, I just saw a little thing on one of the Facebook groups I'm a part of, and it had those two, I don't know what their names, whatever, uh, their names, a picture of them on the blanket out in the field and then it says if their lives would have been different it's the two parents from uh boss baby oh because yeah. like the, the, the dad like middle like you know kind of like yeah. an adult has glasses just like what's his name and but they both look very similar like when they were both like in their younger years they were like that's what would have it was funny all right sorry done. good one <laughs> uh sam what's up great so my number three is toy story Okay. What is wrong with you people? What is wrong with you? You are. <laughs> Let her Sorry. explain. Let her explain. No, no, no. You're just wrong on so many levels. I it's just fun. like other movies better. Um, no, but I love Toy Story. I love the music. Randy Newman is amazing. And I don't know. It's just a very nostalgic movie. Like, we grew up watching. I was actually scared of it, you know, when it came out. Really? <laughs> I you was, were scared of everything, though, it sounds like. I was going to say, I was about like four when it came out. And it scared me because then I thought my toys were going to come alive. Oh, <laughs> oh, fair. Very fair. But it's a great story of like this adventure of like trying to like hold on to that relationship that Woody does with Andy. But like ultimately like letting him go and realizing that like just because he likes someone else too doesn't mean he doesn't like me. I don't know. I, I like the movie. It's great. It's very nostalgic just because it, I think that was the first Pixar movie. And yeah. I don't know. I love it. And obviously, like, it's just for anyone who grew up watching Disney, that movie is just going to, like, kind of have that hold on your heart. Exactly. And that was actually the first uh, movie that my dad took me to see in theaters. Granted, I don't really remember it because I, I was, like, three at the time. But, yeah, I mean, I can I can wear that with a badge saying, yes, that's my first ever movie. And it turned out to be the Snow White of Pixar, if you will, Toy Story. So that's cool. And then for me... You're so wrong, Sam. <laughs> this is my well, opinion, okay? You don't have exactly. to agree. No, yeah. that's fine. You can have an Sam opinion. And your, and your opinion can be wrong. That's cool. My opinion is not wrong. It's an opinion. You sound like Opinions have to line okay. up with facts. 
It's like that right, so, where, it says where they like have like the, the Mahjong child and they all get mixed up. It's like, oh, I can't tell these facts and opinions apart. <laughs> right. It's still wrong. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, Greg. What's your number three? Yeah. My number three is Monsters, Inc. So that, that takes the, the bronze medal for me. I really love the movie. It's really sweet. And like Sam said, how Sully, you know, he was this big, he's supposed to be like the top scare, but you know, in his heart, he's this nurturing, very uh, paternal, um, you know, caring beast that sort of looks after this lost girl. And I think the interplay between Mike and Sully is great. It never gets old. I love Randall as the villain. He's, you know, that slimy, uh, you know, character who's always below the board, things like that. But I mean, all the monsters that they did create, you know, they were completely new, completely original, and they definitely poked fun at the whole um, idea of like, oh yeah, monsters living in your closet. I thought it was brilliant. I did love the score, and I think Randy Newman also did it. Um, that that guy's a wizard behind, um, you know, the conductor's chair, if you will. Um, and then the end, that was, so I'm, I'm not a person who cries a lot at movies, um, if at best they get me to tear up. And Monsters, Inc. did get me to tear up at the end, but this was more like mists of joy, if you will, just because, you know, he finally opens up the door and then he, he hears Boo say Kitty again after, you know, they re-piece together Boo's door. So um, that movie meant a whole lot to me. And again, for it to make me tear up or mist, uh, it, it definitely is, uh, you know, a really good quality and it, it, it deserves it, it, its own place in one of my favorite movies list, if you will. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Do yeah. you want them to come out with the movie Boo? Because I know that's rumored. Don't yeah, so I, I think it would be cool. Um, I figure why not? Um, just because my interest is peaked a little bit. Um, I don't know exactly what the movie would entail but yeah figured give it a shot because i love you? What do you university think? too <laughs> like yes i struggle so much with which one i like better they're both I know. really it's <laughs> really tough i know i know and and the thing is though like especially now disney is or pixar is coming out with sequels so many years after the original um but they seem to hit it out of the park like it's well worth the wait you know with the incredibles as well but we'll get to that. I don't want to jump any any guns here. If any of your you know movies are the Incredibles or Incredibles too, so I'll I'll digress. And uh, Chris, it's on to you. What what's your number three spot? My number three would have to be Finding Nemo. Okay. Fun fact: Did you know that the first five <clears throat> Pixar movies that were released, um, the composer was Newman. But but not the same Newman. Yeah, you got it. Thomas Newman actually did the Finding Nemo soundtrack. Yep. And so, uh, so Finding Nemo I thought was great. I loved the concept of, um, you know, the dad being this overprotective parent and being like, you know, you. <laughs> yeah, I like the scene when they no, get wake, when they wake up and they're in the what is that called? Anem anemone. 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 And. Um, <laughs> And he was like, um, so you ready to go to school? You know, you could always wait one or two years. And so, <laughs> and so it's really funny. I like, I like the dad, uh, Marlon a lot. 
Um, I like his interaction with Dory because he constantly had to grow outside of his comfort zone, which I feel like a lot of us actually have to do in a lot of areas. And, and so plus I, his patience too. So I, I found that like funny yeah. too. But it shows that it's like he had to because he loved his son that much. So he had to force himself to do that. Right. Um, Dory, I really liked... Uh, I liked Dory more in Finding Nemo than I liked her in Finding Dory. In her own movie? <laughs> yes. I will agree with that. I did because too. I feel, because I feel like, I feel like Marlon uh, complimented Dory enough where it was like, it was a good mixture that that I, that sure. just sat well. Because like, then a lot of the scenes, Dory was by herself without that like very strict, you know, in a box kind of person like um, Marlon was. So when you get to Dory's own movie, it was like, Gosh, you're just a little too naive for me, and I guess like the off the other side of the coin would be nice. Um, I love the fish in the tank; they are amazing. And um, one of my <laughs> so like the whole Wanahakalugi thing. Yes. Yeah, I, I love it. The first time I heard that, I was like, I "Oh, that's a that until until you're older, right?" And you're like, "Oh, that's an awesome name." Then I said it out loud. Oh, I want Hakalugi. <laughs> Shark, uh, and I just uh, like when they said shark bait, hoo ha ha. Yeah. So I just really love all the characters in the tank, and then, um, and then what's his name? The bird. Oh my gosh. Nigel. Huh? Nigel. Nigel. My brain Nigel. was thinking scuttle. I'm like, no, that's that's a little <laughs> different movie. Um. So I really liked his character as well. The way they um, transitioned from different areas of the ocean. I mean, the sharks were great. Absolutely love yeah. them. Fish are friends, not, not food. food. So, but then we tell our daughter, because we try to te you know, teach her like things. It's like, when they say fish are friends, not food, we're like, fish are they are food. And food. They are food, we eat them. <laughs> um, and they're so, delicious. They're great. So I love the sharks um, a lot. Another one of the scenes, that I really liked was the uh, with the turtles, Crush, and I mean, Crush was so popular that he got his own little like kid stage show at the parks, which is um, talk, talk. Turtle Talk with Crush. Um, see, yeah. So I mean, like, you got to be that amazing of a character that people like. Wow, people really resonated with this guy. Well, think about it. Even Maddie will go, give me some Finn, Noggin, dude. Like, it's so memorable. Yeah, so, like, it's great. And I think, I think it also works because, like, he says he's 150. So, obviously, like, he's got the knowledge to, like, answer the questions. Yeah. So, yeah. it works. They did a really good job with that. It did. It was really good. Like, the one of the scenes, there are two scenes that freaked me out in the movie. Um, the one scene that really freaked me out is when um, they, Mar um, Marlon and Dory wake up because they ran away from the sharks and the ship blew up. They wake up and Marlin is like, whoa, whoa, there's a huge like cavern underneath. So he looks down and then this ship keeps coming towards him and you see the angle of the ship coming at you. Freaks me out every single time. I hate it. Because like I have a fear of like that thing like lodging me in and then being trapped oh, under there and drowning. Like oh. I hate seeing That's boats. intense, man. Like I hate looking from the underside of boats. I just automatically start like hyperventilating. I hate, oh, I would God. hate that. Um, so that's one thing. The other one that really freaks me out was, I don't know about you guys, but as a kid, 
the Pinocchio scene with the whale scared me to death. When that the was, whale, that, yeah, that was creepy. When the whale would chase you, and it was like evil, big open mouth. And so when you were inside the uh, whale's like mouth, or not when the whale's mouth, like you're inside, but when it opens its mouth and it swallows him, like, could you imagine like having a whale eat you? You know, it's funny. Like I just watched this thing on YouTube uh, earlier today. It's like, what if you were swallowed by a whale? Would you survive? And I mean, you know, the answer is no, just because you, yeah, it's it, it's quite the video. I mean, it's it's four minutes pretty interesting because they talk about a guy who was rumored to have been swallowed by a whale and then his his crew like like kills the whale brings it up and they you know gut it and then they find him unconscious in the stomach of the whale or whatever it's like is that is that a tall tale or did that really happen and then they actually break down the science how that's yeah literally impossible but anyway that just, just reminded yeah. me of it so um that was that and then I mean there were just so many fun little parts like when all the little seagulls were mine 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 mine, mine. mine. so I mean I just loved it that was awesome um I like how in the end of the movie when um what is it Dory gets trapped in this like a bunch of these I don't really know what kind of fish they are but they get trapped in this net yeah. and they're getting pulled up by the fishermen and then uh Nemo's like I can do this dad and so like Marlon finally trusts that his son can do things even though he has a bad fin it's that like idea of growth like he went through this whole movie and finally he's getting it like i i can't hold on to my son forever he's got to grow up um so i really liked um that aspect of the Sons movie do not need to grow up just putting that out there they don't they don't <laughs> need to grow up. she has a son by the way too. i have a two, almost three-year-old son he'll be three in two months and i'm not ready for it at all oh wow sam why don't you just go ahead and get him a car and just send him off to college right now how i feel oh. so um so no that's one of the reasons why i liked the movie i thought there were tons of aspects the color was good the music was good the characters were good the development was good it was just a great movie all around i loved it so all right so now we are on to numero dos tuzos el tuesday Stephanie. So this one's really hard. I I waffle. Monsters Inc. and Monsters University. Mm. I, it depends on the day. No, no, no. You have to pick one. You gotta pick what one. What is today though? No, 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 no. Monsters University today. I I don't know. I think I oh. overwatched Monsters Inc. so much when we, we were younger that like to think of a movie that I can watch again and again, I'm like, oh, I'm so sick of this. Like where I can quote movies, it's a problem because I'm terrible at that. Um, but I just, I like the development. I like how well the story comes together and for Monsters, you know, or yeah, for Monsters University, how they explain the relationship between Mike, Sully, and Randall, how they explain how Mike and Sully's relationship got started because you would not expect those two monsters to be friends. I no. like that there's, there's growth between them. Like they started from the bottom, like at the very end, that's probably one of my favorites. Like it's showing the benefit of hard work where they like start at the lowest of the low and just get keep working their way up because they're you know they're trying their best um i just i really enjoy that one which i still don't understand because in the first movie sully, uh, mike says to sully you've been jealous of my look since the third grade but if they only met in college okay so some continue maybe he was exaggerating okay okay yeah so all right Okay, so Monsters University is your yes, number two. and number I two. like the, just the variety of the characters that they introduce, like all the ones from um, I the love fraternity. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm a new age political science major. 
a new age uh, philosophy major. I want to laugh with you and cry with you. I can't go back to jail. <laughs> and dream with you. Then he has the dream journals. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just I I like the characters in that one. They're just they're funny. Like that's one that I can just keep watching again and again because oftentimes that's what we do is we watch the same movie again and again. And that's when I I just enjoy watching. Misdirection. <laughs> I'm a dance major. I'm, I'm not. not. <laughs> I should watch that again. It's been a while for me. I watched it today. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice and fresh. Nice and fresh. All right, Samantha. All right, so my number two is Up. I love that movie <laughs> so much. I actually had an Up-themed bridal shower. I love it so much. Really? Oh, nice. Yeah, Very for our cool. cards, we had the mailbox that you could put it in. <laughs> like, our food was themed. It was great. I love that movie. It's just, it's got such, I think it's got the best love story within the first, like, five minutes of the movie. And then just, like, how Carl just goes through the process of like his loss and like his new life like alone and like not wanting to give it up like oh my goodness I cried throughout the whole entire movie and it is just I think they just hit it out of the park when it comes to like a romantic movie that's like so sad <laughs> can it be a romantic movie if there's only three minutes of the romance yes yes it can and then also that the relationship, how the relationship develops between Carl and Russell. Mm -hmm. And even like Doug, like he did not want Doug there at all. He's like spent the yeah. entire week trying to get rid of him. And then like he learns to love these characters, like just like we do. And like, I think especially having younger brothers, like just relating them to Russell, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so annoying, but like I can't live without you. Yeah. Well, the first time I watched it, I watched it with my bro brother who's 13 years younger than I am and I'm sitting there like watching it and in tears and he's like why are you crying <gasps> it's sad <laughs> I'm pretty sure the first time I saw that movie with Stephanie I laughed at the first three minutes I was like wow that sucks and, and Stephanie still <laughs> oh hates me for it. all those emotions in those first five minutes like you have to like you have to give that movie props for like what it can make you feel in the first five minutes well and it continues throughout cathartic. like I I just remember like crying like whether it was happy or sad throughout the entire movie because of all the emotions they drew from the beginning yeah like it's just it's amazing so I mean we gotta we gotta give it to Disney and Pixar like they created some of the most traumatizing things for kids well like Finding Nemo where it okay hang on the mother kills off like every single parent what Disney kills off every single parent no uh, not for Brave and not Rapunzel Brave is Pixar. Those, those are outliers. <laughs> Rapunzel is like the first one. Moana. I said Rapunzel was like the first one, and that one came out in 2010. So either way, no, I I, I, I would movie. I would well either way, whether it's Pixar or Disney, because Disney and Pixar have been partners for like decades. Yeah. So they I mean, have. like they know how to. I well, mean, like, think about it. Even in Toy Story, where's the dad? He doesn't have a dad. He's the Pizza Planet shuttle driver. Finding Nemo? They killed the mom off in the first, like, two minutes of the movie. Yeah, yeah they did kill the mom off real quick. So. I know. Um, so, yeah, so oh, number boy. two for you is up. <laughs> well, All right. Gregory? Silver medal goes to The Incredibles. Silver medal? Well, One or two. Yes. I love that movie. I mean, Great. It, it's, yeah. One or two. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, two was a great movie. I think they did a great job of picking up where they left off. They I just think Jack that magic. Movie for me. Oh my <laughs> God. I had a laughing attack when he was fighting that raccoon in the backyard. Oh yeah. It was so my, funny. My son would make me rewind it. And that's the only <laughs> part of the movie we would watch. It's, it's gold. <laughs> it's gold. It's comedy gold. Yeah. Um, but for, for, uh, the first Incredibles, I, I felt it was a nice uh, lens to put on the superhero community, I guess, just because, you know, superheroes been around for, you know, half a century or more. And I liked how Disney sort of put it, well, what if superheroes, like people didn't want them around just because all of the, like when they would try to save people, they created more destruction and they had to, you know, sort of come to grips and face what their actions sort of made you know the, the consequences so i really like that play on it um especially in the beginning when mr incredible saves that guy who jumps off the building and then I, I just can't get out of my head where he's like you didn't save my life you ruined my death that's what you mm -hmm. did and i found that was like such a hilarious yeah. statement but it, i mean it it was it was a really cool story and also about you know bob mr incredible who just who could not give up or let go of the glory days mm -hmm. uh, to where he was sort of in that pattern and then when there was the slightest glimpse of him getting back into the suit. Um, you know, he, he sort of ran ran to it without really thinking about his wife, all this stuff. So there were a lot of lessons to be learned in that movie. I love the soundtrack. It sort of reminded me of James Bond. It had like, you know, like the horn section. It was really like film noir. I loved all of the characters that they did create. And in the special features of the movie, you can actually see a rundown of all the superheroes. And it's, it's like more than five or six. There, there, there's like 20 to 30 wow. superheroes that they created and they had little uh, audio bits of each of those superheroes talking about their powers and their personality. So they really created this world that I just fell in love with because I mean, I, I'm a superhero fan through and through. And um, of course, if Disney were to make it a superhero film, I would love it. Yeah, I think that's a good one. I think that's one that as you get older, like you can appreciate a lot more of the the little things in that and like the sacrifice for your family, like all the things that Mr. Incredible was dealing with as a father. Uh, things that you probably weren't going to get when you're, you know, seven or eight, but as it's another one. Like Disney does a great job with that too, or Pixar, of just being able to age the movies. So as you're older, you can really see some of these smaller details and the conflict between the characters that you're not going to get when you're younger. Mm. For sure. Yeah, very well said. All right, so my number right. two would have to be Monsters, Inc. Mm, all right. Um, I think that movie was, like, so, like, it's such an interesting concept. Like, animals talking, we like, that. Because we care. Yeah. Like, animals talking, that's one thing. Like, you know, finding Nemo, like, that's something, or whatever the case may be. But like the idea of having like the, like monsters, like somebody's coming up with like let's let's make a monster movie. But you know how kids are afraid of monsters in the closet. Let's have the monsters have their own civilization, and they scare kids not because they like doing it, but because they have to do it for energy for their world. Mm -hmm. Like that's such a deep, like insanely thought. Like I wouldn't in my wildest dreams, I never yeah. would have thought about that. Right? Like it's so, so insane. Like. Who thinks about those deep of ideas? 
it's amazing. So I love it. I mean, obviously, like for me, John Goodman, man. I mean, you know, he's one of my favorite voice actors. He's one of my favorite actors. I love John Goodman. I mean, he's, he's legit. Good. And so, I mean, he stole it for me as um, Sully. Um, what I think the interplay that all the characters had, I really liked Mike's and Sully's interaction, um, especially when it came to philosophies on what to do with Boo. And then eventually, you know, Mike ends up liking um, Boo at the end. But, I mean, we kind of talked about it enough. But overall, I would say um, I think Monsters, Inc. was a very innovative idea. I loved the music. I loved the characters. I mean, when, I mean, I still remember. I think it was, uh, what was it? I think I forgot what. But whatever year, month, and it was 20... It was February 3rd of 2019, and everybody said, you know, 2319, 2319, or something oh. like that. Oh. It was funny. It was, it was, it was, yeah. it was good. It actually came out with a very special 2319 ice cream cone to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> I, just really, <laughs> I just really liked the movie. I thought it was just really well done. I thought it was creative, the artwork. And like the, the 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 visual effects they went into it, like if you watch the behind the scenes of how they made Sully's hair, like every single individual strand. Individual. And they said there were over like thirty. I think they said there were over like three thousand or five thousand strands of hair that they had oh, to they had to put on, and then they had to graph. So whenever there was a movement, they would all have to shift in line with the rest of the body. It was like this is insane. Wow. Attention so, to detail. They're known for that. I love it. So that's why I like I like that as my number two. So Stephanie, you're number one. Oh man, we're getting down to it. It's gonna be good. Toy Story three. I love Ooh. that movie. I can just watch that movie again and again. I I I mean I love I like Toy Story one. Hate Toy Story two. Um, but I love the progression of it. I you know of Andy getting older and just like. The record scratching when it's singing, you got a friend in me. I'm like, it's just it's so memorable. And then of course, as you get through some of these movies because it's been so long, the just the advancements in technology and the way that they make the characters is just amazing. Like they're talking about Sully um, and his hair, like you could just see all the fibers for the clothing, which is crazy. Um, but, and I love Bonnie. I think she's just so cute. So I like that they added her and we're just able to continue that legacy. I did think they needed either Toy Story 3 or 4. Um, so, because I obviously saw Toy Story 3 first, I thought it had a great ending where Andy was able to give his toys away and just pass that on to somebody else who'd love them and play with them. Perfect um, ending, yeah. Yeah, so I, I enjoyed that one and I, I can watch it again and again. Yeah, it's really interesting because um, I had mentioned this earlier where Toy Story was the first movie I saw in theaters and with the way that they progressed the story, Toy Story 3 came out in 2011 and Andy was going off to college. I was going off to college the exact same time. So when I saw it in theaters, that really struck a chord. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I grew up with this. I'm like yeah. Andy right now because I was getting ready to go off to college. Mm -hmm. So it was like perfect timing for me as a Disney, as a Pixar fan. Yeah. And, and that's why I, I still love that movie a lot as well. All right, Sam, you're number one. All right, my number one, no one will agree with me, but my, my number one is Wally. What? <laughs> oh, no. Whoa. You are so wrong. I'm not. <laughs> okay, 
But I. So okay, you better sell this good. Okay, so I mean, so I'm not like an environmentalist. I mean, I try to do my part, but like, um, I guess, <laughs> I mean, the love story between two robots. I mean, come on. <laughs> there was like no dialogue throughout That's the whole the movie. Yeah, yeah. And then, make it so honestly, good. I love the soundtrack. Like, so one of the songs is called Define Dancing when, um, when the captain of the Axion is like going through and he's like, computer, define this, define this. And it's like, define dancing. And then it's like this beautiful music. And then you see Wally and Eve dancing around in space and he's got his little like fire extinguisher dancing with her. So I love the music. I love the story. Like it is just adorable. <laughs> and it's something that I can rewatch. I mean, I don't know. I said, so, like I said, no one will agree with me, but I love Wally. I respect it though. Yeah. That that's awesome. So, so yeah, that's your I number like one. Like, if you could only watch one Pixar movie the rest of the year, it would be Wally. I would watch Wally. For the rest well, of the year. Well, you know, it feel like Wally, too. Like, the people <laughs> in the chairs just in there eating all the time. Like, everything's just changing for them. I kind of feel like those people, too, right now. Well, and here, because because with the kids, like, the first how many minutes of the movie, there's no dialogue. It's not like yeah. you're missing anything. Like, it's not like you're trying to have to listen to something above listening to kids yelling. So, I mean, I can yeah. see that being re very rewatchable. So I, I have to give my love for Wally. That is my number one. Cool. All right. Very nice. All right, Jeez. moving on over to me. My top Pixar movie is Toy Story 2. Toy Story 2. You're just wrong. <laughs> Sam is wrong and you're wrong. Yep. Let it shower on me. Okay, yep, here we go. Get it out of your system. Stinky Pete is awful. He makes the movie terrible. He, see, he's a he's a horrible villain. That's why you root for the characters even more. So Toy Story 2, I Fresh. felt it was a perfect continuation of the first movie. You get to see the characters in deeper depth, <laughs> more depth. Um, and finally, you know, Buzz and Woody, they're friends, they're, they're on the same page. Part of the reason why I, I didn't like Toy Story too much is because Woody was a jerk to Buzz and mm -hmm. there's that friction. I mean, I get it with like, you know, a new toy coming in and you have to like mark your territory, but in Toy Story 2, you didn't have that. You had a different um, sort of external factor that was bring, that was sort of pulling Woody away from, from the group. And it was all about trying, it was like an escape mission and they were trying mm -hmm. to, you know, break him out of prison. It was really cool to see that. And uh, Buzz Lightyear is my favorite Toy Story character. So I, I think he's okay. shown in that movie. And they had a really cool Star Wars reference in that ele elevator shaft <laughs> yeah. with Zerg. Yeah. That's classic. I loved it. And I mean, the world just expanded even further because you have these toys going out on a mission. I mean, how much cooler is that? Mm -hmm. It's great. And you have Woody's Roundup. So, so I have a question for you though. How do you feel he did with Buzz's character in Toy Story 4? Because I personally did not like his character in oh, 4. No, it was a travesty. Like they could have done so much more with him because of course, you know, with Toy Story 4, it was Woody and Bo Peep. But Bo, I, I mean, Buzz definitely should have still, you know, been one of the more main characters instead of just this guy that they stuck off to the side. So I completely agree with you, Sam. I think they didn't give Buzz Lightyear the justice he deserved. Yeah. I agree, because I feel like he kind of had that like sense of like leadership in Toy Story yeah. 2, and then mm -hmm. he completely lost it by 4. Yeah, I was like, what gives? What gives? is the favorite character. It's like what Disney did with Luke Skywalker in Star Wars. You know, they made my favorite character the worst character. 
in in their newer movies. I'm like, come on, do you're doing me like that? That was a letdown. Yes. I will say for Toy Story 2, it introduced Zerg, which brought about the TV show. And I love the TV show. Oh, yes, I love the TV show. Like your Stranger Academy. Yeah. English the Space Academy. I don't know. Yeah. I I think that might have been a little bit too old for that show when that came out. Disney Plus needs to put that on there because I want to watch it. It's coming later. I agree. So, my favorite episode, or the one that I remember the most, is the one with that robotic or android uh, Dracula. Nosferatu or something like that. I don't know why it just stuck. It sticks in my brain. It's one of the coolest episodes. So it's down to me, and I'll Chris. Give us the, I'll give us the right answer here now, ladies and gentlemen. No. You've been waiting. You guys have been waiting. It is Toy Story, the original, the OG, oh. the one that set it off, that one that defined what Pixar was, the relationship that made Disney and Pixar. A Marriage Made in Heaven. That is the movie I'm talking about, people. We know it to be true. Do not lie to yourself. Your innate instinct of that is what you should go with. We've been programmed to know that this is the truth. Don't listen wow. to these heretics. Listen to me. Even though I would agree with Stephanie and Greg, I prefer number three because Woody is a jerk in number one. Yes. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's a sad, on. strange little man. Okay, people, simmer down. I'll explain things, and then I'll show you why you guys are wrong. Okay, number one, let's start off with this. First they took first. a concept, once again, that we all probably wrestled with as kids. I remember being a kid, like, what, like, when you're a kid, you play with your stuff, like, animals, you play with your toys, and you pretend that they're real when you're little, and then when you walk away, did you ever have that thought, like, what? Like, could they, like, does anything happen to them? Like, no. Well, well, you guys don't think about it that much. But either way, I like that they took that idea. They, the music that started off the movie, just amazing. I love yeah. Andy picking up the toy, putting him down the railing on the, on the, um, banister. I love that he puts him on the recliner, snaps the recliner, he goes flying into the air. I mean, I like, do. I do Bart love Andy's style. like playing version of like the story with like one eyed Bart. Yeah. <laughs> Andy is probably the most creative kid I've ever met in my entire right? life. Right. So. Yes. I know. So, that's mad props to that guy. So I love that beginning part of it. How they introduced the characters was great. Ham was the very much like I read books. Like oh, he's not getting the kind of gas mileage that he should, or something like that. Like all these fun <laughs> things. Like yeah, Miss Potato Head kind of as the like you have to just always be a jerk. And try to not agree with people and then you have um the dinosaur he's a warrior all the time and like super anxious so i love the different character like inter- interactions there and how that works out um i like that they had enough like stuff for like the adults like uh bo peep and it's, it was funny um and so i just really liked how tom hanks and tim allen brought those characters to life like when you think Pixar, your main, your brain immediately goes to Toy Story. Like, you just mm-hmm. think Toy Story when you hear Pixar. And the way they started off this was so engaging. It's like, what do kids love? Their toys. They love their toys. So how can we make it that these things are, like, alive? And I love Woody's, like, interaction with the other toys. He has this big meeting and all this stuff. It's super fun. He's like, Oh, we gotta 
for the big move. Make sure you have your moving Too buddy. If you don't have a moving buddy, get one. You know, like <laughs> has all that. And then he's talking. Oh, and uh, Andy's birthday party has been moved to today. And and then everybody freaks out, right? So it's super funny. I I loved it. And then they go to the window and they're like, and they're freaking out. Oh, that's a big one. That's a big. One. And then hands like, oh, that's a nice small one. And then the kid turns to the side and says, really long, like toy. And they're like, ah! freaking out. Um, I have so, a feeling if I don't stop, Chris will just talk about the whole movie, like the synopsis. I know, like at this point. one hour later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so, why Toy Story is the best. <laughs> so, but so I like that. I love the interaction between Buzz and Woody. Tim Allen and Tom Hanks's interaction in that movie, like you don't get that anymore after that movie. Like really, that whole movie was those two interacting and working together. The other three movies. They had interactions a little bit, but most of the movies they were separated from each other. So that interaction that I wanted from the first one, which was like the like spatting back and forth, even if they were friends, they would still go back and forth at each other. I wanted more of that. And you, you I, also mentioned that you're disappointed in the lack of Buzz Lightyear for the other movies. Yeah, I love Tim Allen's character uh, as Buzz, and I think Buzz, like you said, has great leadership qualities. Every single movie, pro- except for the second one. He got gypped. He kept on getting screwed over so much. And I didn't like the fourth one for a few reasons, mainly because Buzz just became a nothing character. He became like a useless character to me. Like you could have just replaced him with any other toy. Like he didn't do anything to really move forward the storyline. Woody gave the uh, sheriff's badge over to Jesse, which I don't have a problem with Jesse being like the one in charge, but it's like, Next to Woody, Buzz was second in command and kind of in charge and was going to be the one leading the group once Woody left. And that didn't seem to be the case. There was no real involvement of what's going to happen to Buzz. So I really like Toy Story 1 for that interaction. Um, The way that in Buzz, in in the first movie, you really dig into like how Buzz has to break. And this is, it's so meta and I love it. They break the idea of like, what happens if you wake up as a toy, you think you're a toy, and then you have to find out that you're you're not really a, like, a space ranger. You're actually just a toy. Like, how do you deal with that? And then he's like freaking out. And he, it's it's super this interesting. Is yeah. Can we give it up though for Spanish Buzz? I, I do like Spanish Buzz. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So, I mean, like to me, and I, and I know like the graphics were nowhere near as good, as the first, like the rest of but them. But it's more but, endearing, you know? Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I like the first one. Like, and then, uh, can we can we also be honest? Toy Story introduced us to uh, Randy Newman. Like, yeah. you don't That's think true. of Randy Newman except for Toy Story. Like, if I were to go I to any, been... if I were to go to any Disney fan, okay, well, if I were to go to any Disney <laughs> fan and say, Randy Newman, the first thing they think of, you got a friend of me, hands down, no questions asked. Yeah, and so, one of the best and, songs. I just, all around, it was great story, development was great, the, and once again, nobody had ever seen anything like that before. So this was like groundbreaking, and to me, when that movie came out, I would have been like, what was that, came out in 95? Yeah, 95. 96. Was it 95 no. or 96? It could have been, I think, I think it was 95. I think it was 96. Was it seven or eight? No, it was 95. November yeah. of 95, so I would have been like... Seven. Seven. So, I mean, like, that movie really caught me caught me when I was seven years old. Because I was like, I've seen other kids' movies growing up, but they were pretty much all cartoon movies. 
So when I saw this, I'm like, whoa, this is amazing. And so like, that's why I really loved it. It brings me back to like a childhood, like that I really loved. And then once I got, once I saw that, I mean, I got like a Woody, I got a Buzz toy. Oh yeah. Like I got, and so, I don't know. But that's maybe just because it's me and because I'm the oldest one here. But when I saw that movie, it just brings me back to being a seven-year-old, not a three-year-old. So, but <laughs> I, I, I think, Powerful. I mean, no matter what, I think Toy Story, the first one, I think is the best Pixar movie because it launched an entire world for everybody. So that's just yeah. my opinion. It's a good pick. Good, good pick. All right, you guys, that was our top five Pixar movies. How'd you guys think it went? What do you guys think? Good, but I do, I must say though, we cannot talk about Pixar without giving props to John. Is it Ratzenberg or Ratzenberger? Ratzenberger. Lasseter? John Lasseter? Oh, no, the guy who's in every single Pixar movie. Oh, is he the guy who plays Ham in Toy yes. Story? Yes. Okay, yes. That's Ratzenberger. I thought Ratzenberg. it was Ratzenberger. One of the two. Whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah. You're right. You're right. He he deserves credit. That, that, if I have, okay, if we yes. all could take a right now, right now, our honorable mentions list. My honorable one, one honorable mention off the top of your head, right now. My honorable mention would have to go to a Bug's Life. I really liked a Bug's Life. I rewatched it the other. I rewatched it the other day. I was like, holy cow, this is such an underrated movie. The reason why I yep. get snubbed is because six months earlier, I think it was DreamWorks came out with Ants. Mm. Yeah. I prefer yeah. a bug's like to ants though. Yeah, I'd agree. So same. Yeah, so Chris, I, I agree with you. My honorable mention would be a bug's life as well. Okay. Mine was Coco. Coco? Okay. And I gotta think now. <laughs> I have a lot, okay. I, just, you know. I know this is a really hard list because it really depends on what we've been watching lately for me to decide, oh, I could watch this movie again and again. Well, sometimes if I've already watched it again and again, I don't really want to watch it again and again. Well, it's just one of those things, like, if you had to pick a movie that you could only watch, like, you know, okay, I guess theoretically, you could only watch five Pixar movies this year, what five would they be? Oh, Cars 3. I honestly love Cars 3. It's my favorite out of all three yeah. of them. I think okay. it's a good way to wrap up the series, and Cars 2, I like Mater, so I did not mind Cars 2, but that one got a lot of hate. But Cars 3. I like Cars 2. I love Cars 3. And that might be Solid. because I have to watch it all the time, so. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. All right, you guys. This was a fun time. I really love doing this one. Um, next time, we're going to come up with another fun thing to talk about. Um, we have been throwing around the idea of, me and Greg, been throwing around the idea of potentially doing these kind of like Skype videos, maybe making them like a drop in the week as part of something else. We'll look at that in the future because the nice thing is like we can do this from anywhere so once a week we just record for an hour we can make this a separate video that we drop late in the right. middle of the week um, besides what me and greg do for fridays and then sam's also going to be doing cooking um tutorials on all the disney stuff because disney as sam can let you know just came out with a bunch of recipes am i correct on that sam yeah so disney parks block has been releasing Disney Parks recipes during this quarantine to try to keep that magic there. And it's been awesome. I've tried a couple of them. I tried to make churros. It did not work. <laughs> that was like an epic fail for me. But it was fun to try. So I don't know. My whole goal with those videos is try to like get people to just try it, even if it fails, get you out of your comfort zone. 
And if it works, like it can bring you back to Disney. So even when you can't be there. Boom, there we go. So it's going to be a good time, you guys. We have a lot more stuff coming out. We will let you guys know when the next giveaway is going to be because we want to have you guys have fun Disney merch because, yeah. you know, merch. Stuff. Merch, because it's merch. Stuff. It's stuff. free merch. Um, can I just yeah. say this right now, though? Um, Greg, the painting of the Peter Pan on the um, Big Bend, um, can you bring that over here? I want to see that. I really like that painting. That is really cool. And then it has Tinkerbell too, right here. I think glitter. Oh, cool. That's so cool. I really like that one. I would totally buy that one off you. I love yeah? that one. Hey, man, if you want, I can definitely make one for you. That is so nice. I love that one. So uh, we're going to wrap it up here, you guys. Um, we will be back with some more fun videos. Make sure, once again, like, comment, subscribe, com whatever you want to do, um, because we want to interact with you guys. We've already interacted with some of our fans. Um, yeah. through Messenger and other great. things like that. Um, we want to make sure that we can do what we can. We'd like to get some other ideas on what you guys might want to see um, here, as long as it's short of us not traveling to all par all the parks every single year, which may not happen because that's a lot of money. <laughs> right, but uh, I will be more than happy to do that if need be. I will, <laughs> I will take one for the team. <laughs> if other people want to pay for me and my wife and family to go, then I'm down. Oh game changer i know but yeah guys thanks so much for listening don't forget to like this video subscribe share just spread the good word and again this is your one place to get your disney fix peace see ya thanks again Bye.